Good afternoon, Patriots. And it is Friday, March 25th in the year 2022. Happy Friday to everybody. It's been another week. You know, I read this thing the other day. They're like, um, the week cycle is a cultic trap. I'm like, all right, let me hear this one. I got to hear this. So it's like you work all week and then you think you get the weekend off and that sets you up for being entrapped by Satan. And I'm like, <laughs> what? I'm just like, I don't know. I can't even deal with this stuff anymore. Whatever. It's Friday and I'm happy it's Friday. And I'm good with that. Because when we get to the weekend, I always like dig hard into the garden, and that's what's going to be awesome. Hey, you know what? Also, let me just give you this quick message here about your health, and you want to hear this one. We are surrounded by the stresses and the environmental issues that are challenging our immune systems. And keeping our immune systems strong is essential to maintaining a strong position in this fight. Expedition Coffee was designed specifically to not only give you that energy boost you need that will sustain you across the entire day while boosting your immune system, and help maintain a mental focus throughout the day. You can find Expedition Coffee, X-P-E-D, Expedition Coffee at expeditioncoffee.com. And there you'll also find a full range of products that are designed to work as a full health ecosystem, all designed to reclaim your personal health sovereignty. Those products include the Gut Health Triad, which helps heal and seal your gut. Leaky gut is one of the critical causes of sickness in our nation. You also have Immune XP, which is an immune booster based on pine cone extract with high levels of vitamin C. Earth, which is a nutrient powder, giving your body a full complement of nutrients you need. Just mix it with water, drink it like a shake. Do that once a day. And Pure 47, one of the most refined silver extracts on the market that can isolate most of the pathogens that you'll encounter. The products on ExpeditionCoffee.com are all designed to give you back the strength in your immune system to not only endure the challenges to the immune system, but to dominate and to rise above to reclaim your true health sovereignty. So check out Expedition, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com. So there we go. So someone just, I just saw someone in chat saying they wish you could buy Pure 47 as a standalone. You will be able to, and I'm sorry I didn't mention that. It has been so popular, it's backordered right now, and it'll come back up as a standalone product you'll be able to buy, and it is a fantastic product, just so you know. I, I keep it on hand. So I want to read something to you here. This is an interesting piece that came from 4chan, and it just I think it's an interesting perspective. It says, because everything that was predicted to happen in this world is happening, you used to be able to joke about trannies competing in women's sports, but now it's becoming a reality. Nothing is funny anymore because it's all too true. We're witnessing the death of Europe and America in real time, and everyone knows it. The truth is, it was never funny. Humor was a coping mechanism to make our future seem too ridiculous to happen. Well, the future is now our present, and all the humor is gone. Well, I don't know about that. I won't say all the humor is gone. I mean, come on. We just <laughs> we just did nominate a man who is said to be a woman for woman of the year. I mean, it's it's pathetic, but it's still funny. I don't care how you cut it. There's a sick, <laughs> there's a sick humor to it, but it's, it's, here's something that is very real. And it's what I keep warning about. And I'm going to keep talking about Patriots. You need to prepare the things are unraveling. And I don't know what it looks like on the other side, but this system has to come down. You can't have a system that literally is popularizing pedophilia, popularizing 
gay marriage and gay sex, popularizing LGBTQ nonsense, mainstreaming it in our schools, turning our kids into experiments with injections, continuing to, with this mass levels of child sex trafficking and exploitation, genetic modification. I can go on the list. You can't continue that. And we are the epicenter of all that joy to the world and said very sarcastically. So it is going to be a rough ride as the entire world has to witness the collapse of the West. The West is in disguise, truly more like a Nazi world order. And that's what it is. And we've been living under its umbrella and we haven't looked outside the matrix to realize that's how bad it is. So just real quick here on this and just to highlight that this is from UKR report. Bloomberg says, Europe has 40 days of diesel stock left. 40 days. 40 days. And after 40 days, they're not going to be able to. If that's true, that means food is not moving. Think about that. That's going to impact us just the same. It's waving through here. This is going to be a very ugly period. So it is important that you are stocking up on basics Enough for six months. I've been saying this. A year is better. And we'll continue with that in just a moment. So let us pray. Father, we come to you today and just putting some real on the table. We are in a time right now when we need to literally start opening our eyes to what is happening. And we pray for those opening of eyes to happen. There's way too much denial in our world. And we have forgotten our birthright. We have forgotten that we have been given dominion over evil, that we've been given authority to step on snakes and scorpions, that we are of a royal bloodline, and we are walking around like childish slaves, lost in a desert, waiting for Jesus to return, doing too little. Now, there are many that are doing great things, as I was reminded this morning not to overgeneralize. And we're not generalizing here, Father, but we need to wake up more. This remnant is standing. This remnant is standing up in a magnificent way, but, Father, we're asking for more clarity. We're praying for more precision in our clarity. We are now that special operations team that you have on the ground. We see the mission importance. We, have, we know the mission to reclaim as many as we can from this collapse. But we're asking now for clarity in that mission, in the precise attacks, the precise steps, the precise tactical moves that we need in this fight. Lord, there's so much noise. And even for people to focus is difficult at this point in time. There is so much distractions. People wanting to look into a future that they can't really see but believe they can. They want to dream about traveling in space. And they want to dream about technologies that may or may not be there. Or we're praying for focus as well. Focus for humanity to get their head in the game to literally start seeing and realizing the critical crisis that's before us that we have to start working together and building bridges on to resolve. That noise that's there is being engineered and per perpetuated by our enemy, an enemy that's mocking us, 
mocking us because quite literally we have forgotten who we are. Father, we, we sit here before you humbled because we are your children and you have given us all that we need. You have given us the authorities. As it said in Luke ten nineteen. behold, I have given you authority to walk on snakes and scorpions and authority over all the power of the enemy and nothing will injure you. And yet, Father, we're sitting here waiting for you to fix it. Forgive us because we have been given what we need. We have been told that we, are, we will do greater works than Christ. John 14, 12. Truly, truly, I say to you, the one who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I am going to the Father. So, Father, we just pray for this opening of our minds and our eyes to realize the profound presence that we make in this world if we will claim that. And we have to claim that through love. We have to claim that through our relationship with Christ Jesus. Father, we, we need to mobilize the people off of the pews, into the world, off of their gloom, into the world, off of their anxiety, away from their fear, into the world, and into that world where they embrace the true love and power that Christ is within us. And Father, if, if this causes consternation with people that are waiting for Christ's return, let them be reminded that regardless of the when, we have a presence of now that must be acted in. And Christ is here with us in our heart to move us and to walk with us and to be with us in a profound way. This is a time, Lord, when we need that true spiritual awakening deep within us to shake us, to drop the scales from our eyes, to see clearly all that you have given, all that has been proclaimed, to appreciate the depth of the sacrifices made to bring us to this point and the power that was handed over to us to truly stand up to this evil and to dominate over this evil. We have children that are suffering. We have elderly that are suffering. And too little is being done. Let us be reminded that this isn't a walk about me or my or I. This is a walk through you and with you. This is a walk for the collective whole of all of us in the body of Christ. Let us put the eye aside. Let us step aside from the fears and the worries of the household. And as always, we need to lean into you, Father, and trust. So this is as much a prayer as a testimony. We ask for the forgiveness for our transgressions. We ask for the clarity of moving forward. And we ask for that kick in the pants to get us going. Sometimes, Father, as, as we need, we need a pretty good tap sometimes to get us moving. But when we do, we move mountains, and we will. So, Father, guide us in this time. Jesus, we look to you as our king and guide in all of this. We're moving. We need to move faster. 
if you so desire and it feels like we need to move faster we need to move with more precision and clarity and we look to you for that to start reclaiming this land and this kingdom in your holy name. And we say these things in Christ's name. Amen. I want to play something for you here from Governor DeSantis. Listen to this. Fortunately, we've seen some uh, some books in some of these libraries. I mean, you're talking about kids in middle school. Some of the stuff that has ended up there, incredibly, incredibly disturbing stuff. Now, you have some groups that want to take away classic books like To Kill a Mockingbird, but they want things like Gender Queer, a memoir, which is a cartoon-style book with graphic images of children performing sexual acts. That is wrong. That has no place in the schools. They want to eliminate Of Mice and Men, but Lawn Boy, a book containing explicit passages of pedophilia, is somehow accepted as being okay. Parents want education for their kids. They're not interested in indoctrination uh, through the school system. And that's where... No, we don't want indoctrination for the kids. It's a school system that's so deeply corrupt that is one of the primary focuses of what they have done to go after the children. And I, and I go back to this so many times. How is it that this even happened? How did these books get into the libraries and parents not see them? This is a different world than I knew because I know the world that I grew up in. And granted, when I was in grade school, elementary school, that was the 70s. But I know the action and the participation that my parents had and that my fellow comrades, whatever, my fellow students, my friends, some of them, I know how much participation their parents had. And I know that if there had been anything, even glimmer of this, it would have been, and it would have been like a sword in my town. There would have been somebody strung up. The idea of outsourcing our kids, and it goes back to the same principle of this life, that everything we keep seeking is a life of convenience. Now, when I say we, and I need to qualify this because I, I really get frustrated when you say this, I say we, and then people are like, yeah, but it's not me. You know what? It is collectively us as a nation, and nations will be judged. And that means if we are falling short as a nation, each one of us has a bigger burden to carry to wake up each. That's the truth. And while we are judged individually, we are judged as a nation. We have to reestablish that accountability. We have to reestablish the responsibility of what it is to be a parent, what it is to be a nation, what it is to be a citizen of this country. And, and, and if those terms don't great well, because I, whenever I say nation, by the way, I kind of like, oh, I can't believe I said that. Because nation states are a structure of them. But this is the, the construct of the United States. Let's put it that way. The republic. Whatever that looks like. There is a responsibility that we each have to the greater part of that rather than just to ourselves. And that responsibility, I would say overall, it's not been handled well. Parents need to be irate 
if they tell you that you aren't to go into schools because of, that means they're hiding something. It's that simple. And it needs to be an outrage, and it needs to be a collective outrage. The entire system has been taken over by freaks. And it's unacceptable. And if the kids are going to be in in there, you have to accept that if you're not there all the time and being participant, there are going to be consequences. Homeschooling really is the only way forward to save the children because the system is that corrupt. It's sick. I mean, listen to this. So the Senate, and this looks like this is from New York. The Senate voted to promote Manhattan federal judge. Oh, I take it back. That would be a U.S. Senate. That's where John McCain used to be. And Lindsey Graham, his fellow partner in sexual crimes. The Senate voted to promote Manhattan federal judge Allison Nathan who oversaw the sex abuse trial of British sociolite Ghislaine Maxwell to become only the second openly LGBTQ plus or LGBT plus woman to serve on a federal appeals court. Woman's in quotes. I bet you never guessed that this is another weenie snipper. 5,500 children in the UK are wanting to have their weenies clipped off thanks to the indoctrination in public schools. This is a very real issue. And it's not getting better. And I've said this before, since women are so engaged in the fight and the men are so sidelined, which is the truth, I just want to point this out that There is an increasing rise of women participation in the country. Thank God for you. I'm serious. I mean that to the bottom of my heart. By the way, the resistance chicks ran their ham radio class last weekend. Huge participation with Bards Nation. That's awesome. Thank you all. And 60% of the attendees were women. That's just, that's stunning to me. It's fantastic, but it's stunning. So women, I'm going to put this out to you. Because men, we have a lot of work to do. But women, I want to put this out to you. How do you stand these freaks, these weenie snippers, taking the positions of women and now dictating policy and direction and perception of what a woman is? I don't know how you do that. I don't know how it's tolerated. Because we seem to be in this gender war anyway. We're in a genetics war and a gender war. And since women, you are so vocal, I would suggest that that would be the next prime target of not letting your gender be hijacked by a bunch of men that got their weenies cut. Just saying. That would be my personal opinion as a man. (laughs) So I want to be clear about that. Because there's no confusion on my part where I'm sitting on this side of the fence. Man. Tell you. And, you know, I don't know. I think men accept the 
it's just weird. I think men accept this sort of like woman trying to be a man thing, which we shouldn't, but we do because they've neutered the entire rebuke uh, or the ability to rebuke it. If you so suggest, it's like uh, you're not looking very feminine. You're like, you're a sexist. You just want to look at me like a sex symbol. It's like, actually, no, I would just like to look at you as something other than somebody with a butch haircut wearing a set of work boots and jeans and taking steroids to grow a beard. That would be nice. But, man. And then, of course, you have the whole gender. Is, and I'm, I'm already, you know where I sit with soy boys. Don't get me going. It's unbelievable. It's like skinny jeans and metrosexual hairdos and painted nails. Oh, gosh, dang, man. What in the heck? I mean, this is the whole gender confusion they're trying to wage on everybody. And this is, it's going to take a hard line for every single one of us. And we have to, to just say that enough is enough. This is nonsense. And it's not acceptable behavior. And it's not acceptable to say to your kids, well, it's okay, honey, you can explore it. No, you're not going to explore it. When you get to be 25 years old, if you want to explore it, then have at it. Not in my household. And that has to be firm, in my opinion. Of course, these are my opinions. I am not a financial counselor. I don't wear a white coat. I'm not a doctor. But <laughs> I can prescribe my pillows. And you can use your Bard's code on my pillows. You can go to mypillow.com and use your Bard's code. And you can get some great sleep stuff. And I'll give you that. So head on over to mypillow.com. And use your Bard's code, B-A-R-D-S, and get some great savings. And I'll prescribe those to you, and I don't even have to wear a white coat. That's the best way of going doing it. Now, we, we're, in, we're in a real crisis in this world. And it's important that we start to really recognize it and understand that the fight is now and that the fight is now. And we're going to need every bit of the tools that God has given us to fight this. And we have been given dominion over this. The question is, are we going to, are we going to proclaim it? And are we going to seize the moment? Carpe diem. Are we going to? And if we're not, we're going to sit by the sidelines. You know, I, I, we hear like in the days of Noah, look, Noah was doing something. Man, he's building the ark. Could you imagine for like 40 years and people are like, dude's a fool. He's building a boat in the middle of nowhere. And he's still building it until one day, like everybody on board locks the doors. People are like, man, he's crazy. He's like become a, he's gone, he's lost his wonkers. He's put animals inside there and locked himself inside of that. Oh, it's going to be horrible. And then it started to rain. And then you hear that like people, you can just imagine people clamoring at the door, like let us in. And he's like, nope, door sealed. Put that pine tar on there. No more, no more entry. Have a good day. Enjoy. Hope you can swim. Did you guys take swimming lessons? Can you tread water? We have to get back to that place of dominating over evil. And so back to that quote, that's where I say humor is not dead. Humor is one of the most powerful things we have, especially when we take humor and we throw it back at evil with the righteous indignation that we have for evil and we can just put it back in its face and basically laugh in this face of evil and say, you've got nothing on me, dude. Nothing. 
So don't lose humor. Keep it strong. And because God gave us humor. He gave us humor as not as a coping mechanism, but I truly believe he gave humor as well as a healing and a weapon, both. Because when you can spit in the face of evil and they can't do anything to you, that's a profound place to be. Don't let evil get you down. We've got this. And if you don't think so, like I said, read John 14, 12. And read Luke 10, 19. Those two phrases just are so powerful when you take in context of what we are actually are doing. But the world is falling apart, as it must. The Western world must collapse. The dollar reign must be broken to free up the world. And that means, in the end, we're all going to get rocked pretty hard. Get your basic preps in place. Six months to a year. Make sure you've got seeds for two seasons. Make sure you've started a garden of some fashion. I don't care if it's a box in your house. Get a garden going. There's all sorts of grow lights you can get to grow that. If So if you're in an apartment, you can grow something. Microgreens, small vegetables, herbs, that sort of stuff. If you have a yard and you have a, a lawn, kill your lawn, grow a garden. We're working on getting next by hopefully by the end of next week. If not, it'll be the week after. But we're going to get our Cloud Hub thing finally organized. We're working on that right now with Cloud Hub, and we're going to start running uh, live sessions over there with Q and A. We're going to kick off a whole series of on gardening and canning and things like that. So that's going to be available for people. And then as I finish today, I just want to leave you with this title. And I'm trying to work to get a bunch of copies of this anyway. But there's a book. It's in its ninth edition. It's written by John Jevons, J-E-A-V-O-N-S, John Jevons. And it's called How to Grow More Vegetables. And then it has a long title after that. And actually the whole title, which cracks me up, I think they did this intentionally. But it was How to Grow More Vegetables Than You Ever Thought Possible on Less Land with less water than you can imagine. That's literally its whole title. But it is in the short title, it is known as How to Grow More Vegetables. I am a massive advocate for this way of growing, especially in light of everything we're facing, because this is all built around high-intensity gardening in small spaces, how to provide food for your family in a small space. So if you can get a copy of it, I would highly recommend that you do. I think it it's published. You can just look up John Jevons' How to Grow More Vegetables. Don't look on Amazon because it's stupid expensive there because they're not selling it. They don't sell to Amazon. That's what I love about these guys. Just type in John Jevons, John, J-E-A-V-O-N-S, How to Grow More Vegetables, and you can get it right from his website. You can order it. Do so. I would highly recommend you do so. It's a fantastic resource. The thing about that book is it's a complete program from beginning to end, including all the details you need of tons of plants and how to space them and all the mechanics of this. It's a fantastic garden book. It is a one of the best that I could recommend. So again, John Jevons, How to Grow More Vegetables. That's about as easy as it gets. Look it up. Search it. And we will, I highly recommend that process. I have used 
Um, and they, he just sells it right off from his website. I have used that method when I first started getting into gardening, which was 1990, 1989, in fact, is when I started working with that. And just to validate his work more, at one point, I don't know if he still has it in there, he had a list of resources. I think I've read like 30 books that he listed, all of them, pretty much everything he listed in his book at one point of the resources, which go back to the late 1800s, 1900s, early 1900s. I've read them all. His methods are so solid. It's a great story. So it's time to get your gardens growing. We have, in 1940s, we, uh, 45% of Americans grew a garden for food. Today, 0.01% of Americans grow a garden for food. That is horrible. And that's what they exactly what they count on. And we've got to get a garden revolution going. Patriot Gardens. Patriot Gardens. So let's kick it. And that's looks like the URL is John Jevons, J-E-A-V-O-N-S dot org. That sounds right. All right, Patriots. Plant some seeds. That's got such great combined meaning right now. Sow seeds. There you go. Sow seeds. Have a blessed day. I'll see you tonight for Bards FM. I'm a good show tonight. We're going to talk about um, value in kind of this emerging new economy that's coming out and what's going to be important in value. I think that's, Im- that's going to be important in many levels. Talk about the collapse of society and how we can get through it. That's the whole focus. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. We need some warrior prayers right now. Light the fires of righteousness. Get those things going. We need lots of fires of righteousness. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we're here for a reason, and it isn't to get in more debt. We're here in this time and this place for such a time as this, and God has trusted us, which is the most amazing thing. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. See you this evening for Fishers of, or for Bards FM. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs, 
and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. Push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. 